0: This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the Mayor. Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle the podcast episode 231. It's going down. Thank you to everybody that continues to tune in. And I want to give a huge shout out as we roll into this episode and thank our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions. They have four events per year and uh, the next one is a nighttime show coming up on April 17th in Mobile, Alabama. That's a nighttime show called After Hours. Be on the lookout. I know some of the homies from that region are going to be rolling through. It's a great vibe. And then don't forget about if you are an enthusiast and you've never been to Scraping the Coast, straight missing out, it's the last weekend in June. That's the real flagship event, the 25th, 26th, and 27th of June. We hope to see you out there in Biloxi, Mississippi. ScrapingTheCoast.com or scraping the coast on Facebook for more information. Big ups to Greg and the entire team at Custom Car Show Productions. Yo, yo. So as I mentioned, we uh, are on episode 231. We've got an awesome guest, a guy named Kurt Crucial, reminding me of some Crucial Conflict. And uh, big ups to Kurt for coming on. He has an awesome 80s YouTube channel called 80s life. I don't want to give it away. It's just kind of a different style guest that we've had. Now, if you've tuned in because of Kurt, uh, thank you so much for coming by. Make sure you follow slash subscribe to the podcast. We talk about a lot of stuff. We are mini trucking inspired. All all the uh, longtime listeners know, but you guys know me. I love to venture off and talk about some BMX bikes, some hip-hop, of course, 80s, 90s, you know it. Uh, you name it. If it's cool and it's from my era, I'm going to talk about it. Now, I know you're probably thinking, where's Biggity Mike, the mayor? He is out gallivating around. We can't stop him. I don't think he can be stopped. He thinks he's the ghetto boys talking about, um, you know, we, we can't be stopped. But in all seriousness, uh, we're going to link back up next week. This week we just weren't able to, and that's uh, you know not typical. Uh, you know we're typically able to link up, no big deal. But Mike is out. Um, he has some some updates. You won't believe what happened to him. I kind of hinted recently that he was involved in a car accident. He's uh, been on the phone. I think he's been on with like Ask Gary or something. I don't know, but we'll have to find out next week. Again, we're going to link up. We've already got our time set next week to record. And stay tuned at the end of this episode. I will announce who will be the guest for next week. The audio is already in the can, so to speak. So we're super excited about it. Now, again, if you come by to listen to Kurt's audio, thank you so much if you're a new listener. Uh, uh, Kurt, I don't want to give away too much, as I mentioned. There's a lot of cool stuff that he's going to talk about and what he's doing with his YouTube channel. And oh, by the way, he is a mini trucker at heart. So, We had plenty to talk about. You won't believe what movie one of his vehicles, uh, past vehicles, was in. It blew my mind. I didn't realize it. I uh, had been rocking with him for a while via YouTube, uh, checking out his stuff. So it was really cool that he stopped to kind of come by, and uh, we do plenty of audio with him, so I don't want to give that away. Now, I want to remind everyone that this overview of this podcast episode is brought to you by Graphics Mafia. If you're in the market for stickers or decals, reach out to Graphics Mafia. That's G-R-A-P-H-I-X Mafia on Facebook or GraphicsMafia.com. They're also on Instagram. Hit up Buddy. Hit up Ryan. Let them know what you need. They will take care of you. Help take your business and or club or hobby to the next level with those Graphics Mafia stickers. They also do wraps and so much more. GraphicsMafiaWithAnX.com Okay, now uh, before I jump into the scene updates, I did want to let everyone know really the next three shows that we'll be at and I'll try to reinforce this when I can towards the beginning just to give you an overview, but we're going to be at Southeast Mini Truck and National, so this is also known as Mini Nats, and uh, you'd have to be living under a rock if you're a part of this Mini Truck scene, not to know that it's going down the 23rd the 24th, and the 25th in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. So, this is the 27th annual event. We were out there last year. We're also going to have a VIP party this year on Saturday night from 5 to 7. If you were there last year, you know the deal. you got to come by the Hammered booth, the OLP, our lifestyle podcast, us, or Asphalt Army will be set up there as well. And, You got to make a purchase. If you make a purchase of a minimum amount, you will get one VIP really cool uh, keepsake, a a nice badge, if you will, a lanyard. And uh, that will get you into the VIP party, which is going to be catered. And uh, we're going to cover all of the details next week, about a week before the show. And uh, throughout this week, we'll also be uh, posting those details in the mini Nats event page, as well as the Our Lifestyle Podcast, Airhead Nation Facebook group. So much more to come. That's Southeast Mini Nats. That's in basically two weeks if you're a day one listener from today. The following week is Mini Truck Showdown. That's out in Vegas. And uh, Corey was recently on. We named an entire episode after Mini Truck Showdown because we're that excited about it. That is April 30th into May 1st. And May 2nd. Come on out. It's basically booked. It's totally sold out, but you can come in as a spectator. If you've ever uh, wanted to kind of get out to Vegas and get away for a weekend, this is your chance. It gives you an opportunity. Basically, six months before SEMA, uh, if you've ever wanted to go to SEMA, this is your pre run to kind of get out there, get a feel for the city, and really have a damn good time at Mini Truck Showdown. And then two weeks later after that, we're going to be at Made a Steel show. That is the 14th of Friday night in the 15th of Saturday. Two-day event. you got the bass stuff going down for all the bass heads, but you also have the cruise that we're going to do on Saturday. We're going to have a Cornhole going down. We're going to have music blasting. We're going to have uh, just a, a great vibe going down. Made of Steel Show on Instagram. Pre-registration, I believe, is closed. I checked the other day, but you can get out there day of event and get in. Okay, So uh, the scene updates, what we're going to do here is I'm going to cover a few things, and then we're going to cut away after this segment over to the audio with the homie, Kurt. So uh, we're going to continue to mix things up here and keep it fresh at OLP, but let's jump right now into the scene updates. Well, uh, you guys know last weekend I gallivanted on up myself on Friday after a full workday, Drove over to Niceville, Florida for Sparks in the Park. And, man, I tell you what, it was a great event. Talked to the Decorvers. They said it went fantastic. So you had rigs there that uh, could camp in some RVs. You had people like myself, uh, Buddy Ryan from Graphics Mafia. You had Hammered Hank and Ron. We all stayed in the local hotels right near there. It's my second year coming out. I love the event. Great vibe. Uh, Thanks to Welch's Chop Shop for making our award that we gave away, which was the 80s and 90s award. Now, this event, I think we're going to continue to grow it. What we ended up doing was we kind of joked last year we did this mullet contest. This year, we transitioned into 80s and 90s attire. So what we're going to do is we're going to push it harder this year and make it an even bigger spectacle for 2022. Uh, Joey at Get Decked he wrapped one of our decks that we gave away as the skate deck and that went to Bobby Arkwright his uh, really killer old school 80s 90s feel of his Nissan Hardbody. the thing is over the top he's titled it or named the truck trolled and uh, boy was he trolling people because that thing is so obnoxiously badass and cool he uh, grinded hard to get the thing done. And uh, big ups to Bobby, his awesome wife. They came out, and uh, a lot of people did. But I tell you what, uh, he earned our respect at this show uh, for his latest creation. Now, as I mentioned, the Decorvers, we've had them on, Kim and David. Negative Camper Florida members, great people. They hustled all weekend long, and they've already announced their uh, event for 2022. So if you are scoring at home it's basically the same weekend and it is april 1st, 2nd and 3rd of 2022. Now, the good thing is the way it fell they're basically not going to overlap with Easter weekend. So, I do feel that there's some people that just have plans, family type type events And that probably impacted a little bit of who could float into town. Just know, next year, you got no excuse. Come on out to Sparks in the Park 2022. Just overall, the feel was awesome. A lot of good people. Shout out to Donnie for um, spearheading the whole BMX uh, event in terms of the old school BMX, mid school BMX. He did the judging. And uh, you had good people like uh, Robert Simmons and his awesome wife. Uh, they, uh, Roxy, they came out, uh, they brought some bikes as well. He had his 720. We met them, of course, uh, talked to them again over at Orange Beach Invasion earlier this year. So, you know, when you look at Acro, and you look at some of the clubs, you know, RA was there. You also had uh, a lot of negative camber members, of course, supporting their brother uh, and Kim with, uh, you know, bringing their rides out. So, uh, Aftermath was there as well. And uh, so many different clubs, I know the C10 guys came in strong. Uh, Casey from Fools Gold Customs, his awesome wife, Nikki, they were uh, you know there, of course, representing and doing the damn thing. Just a lot of good people and a great vibe. I know for some of the people, depending on where you live in Florida, a little bit tough to maybe get over there into the panhandle. It's almost like another state. But trust me, you don't want to miss out. It really is a show that you got to get out and support. There's plenty going down in Florida and this is one that you got to make it to. So, I think that's all I want to cover on the event. Again, they had great numbers. They uh, they brought out a lot of good people. I talked to a lot of folks. I went around, took a lot of photos. So more coming uh, from the photo uh, front. And uh, big ups to David and Kim Sparks in the park. That's a show you got to add to the list for 2022. All right, print media. So, kind of a scene update here. Just want to again, we recently wished Billy Bob congratulations. His mini truck is going to be featured on the next issue of Street Trucks. Super excited about that. We often hear that, man, you know, I remember back in the day when magazines were, you know, all the rage. Well, they still are. And uh, if you go out to streettrucksmag.com, you're going to get a chance to see they've got a good mix of vehicles out there. And uh, they recently put Eric Tapia's S10 Killer Dime that was shot by Jonathan Hawkins, underground scene. That's recently on April 6th. They threw that up on the uh, the website there. So this is the 99 Chevy S10 named Killer Dime, so it looks awesome. I know Eric's been doing a lot of work on his truck recently over at Profab, so that's, uh, that's going down. But you also have odb myself odb from olp uh they graciously allowed for me to to do a top 10 trucks from orange beach invasion that was posted on april 5th so big ups to awesome people like robert and roxy uh tim davis Stephen francis scott cotton now on scott's I uh, accidentally said it's a V6. That was a little bit of a joke because I had been working on my truck. But you know, of course, he's got the V8 in his Mazda. Uh, you had uh, Billy's C3500 from Aftermath, NC Ducks Apache, Ricky Holly's former masterpiece, uh, Street Trucks Truck of the Year, uh, James Smith's '88 to '98 uh, Chevy S10, and uh, of course Jeremiah Johnson, aka JJ, his amazing Nissan Hardbody. Graham Hancock's Nissan Titan Dooley, and then Charles's Ford that he recently acquired, and he's really been out there uh, enjoying the uh, the the show circuit. So, StreetTrucksMag.com, you can subscribe to the magazine there. If you're in the uh, you know your local supermarket, take that card, fill it out, send it back, or go on the website StreetTrucksMag.com, scroll to the very bottom, and uh, you can uh, subscribe right there. It's that simple. Now, in addition to that, I want to give a huge shout-out to All-Time Low Magazine. That is the other homegrown magazine. They've got their what they're referring to as their prom, and this is the event that they've basically spearheaded up their way. And uh, All-Time Low Magazine has been on the rise, and uh, I love to see the, uh, the numbers continue to climb. If you're interested in purchasing an individual issue, which do often sell out, or a subscription, you can visit atlmagazine.com. Don't forget, they also have apparel, banners, stickers, accessories. They also have clearance, so you can get out there. You can get some good deals with the 2020 calendar Uh, if you want to collect that. They also have different ATL Magazine logo shirts. Get out there at atlmagazine.com. All right, so the few other scene updates that I have, I know Brooke Hoover, uh, No Stranger to the Podcast, Uh, Love what Brooke and and all of the RA Florida members do. They uh, recently announced their 20th anniversary of the Florida Chapter shirts. And congrats to Brooke for having her truck on that shirt. Pretty freaking awesome. Of course, Graphic Disorder did the artwork. And what can you say, man? It's straight fire. I know uh, Bill from Camp and Drag, speaking of Graphic Disorder, he said, Eric... In team over at Graphic Disorder killed it on the Camp and Drag 2021 shirts. So uh, pretty cool stuff. Love seeing uh, <laughs> Graphic Disorder, man. They've been on the rise. They're taking over and uh, totally love what they're doing. One other thing that I thought was cool, this ties into Joey from Get Decked, who does all of our skate decks. Uh, you had a homie had posted, uh, this guy Scotty, he posted in the Trucks Rosa United group. He said, Joey Dilworth, you did an amazing job on my custom deck. I love it. Uh, thanks uh, to Jake Simmons, also. And of course, it's got the Trucks Rosa trucks on it. Pretty cool stuff. And I love seeing what those guys do. Now, uh, these scene updates are brought to you by our family over at Garage Gear Clothing. If you're looking for a cool, A shirt or apparel that feature custom vehicles, everything from side-by-sides to dualies, mini-trucks, sport trucks, you name it. Look no further than garagegearclothing.com. One cool thing about them is they offer free shipping in the United States. And for free content, you can follow them on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and pretty much whatever platform, Lonnie and Radar, they're on it. So Big ups to our family at Garage Gear. Again, it's garagegearclothing.com. Okay, so before we cut away here to keep it fresh to Kurt's audio, I want to thank the homie El Guapo, as I think how you say it. It's DWN2RTH76 number on Instagram. And um, good dude, he actually recommended this intro song. I think it's the perfect one. Hope you uh, enjoy this interview. Uh, of course, stick around afterwards. Got a few more things to cover. Big ups to the homie Kurt. Love what he's doing, and I'm telling you what, he's doing some awesome stuff. So stay tuned, listen to the audio, check out his channel, and we'll be back here in just a, a little bit.
1: West Coast in a That's right. We get ready to get busy and busier, You know what I'm saying? So all summarize. If you want to get busy,
0: Hey, hey, so as I mentioned, so excited, this episode, episode uh, 231, uh, we're here, I mentioned earlier, something a little bit different, but that ties into everything that we love. Dude, we got Kurt from 80s Life, how you doing, man? I'm good, how are you? Dude, I'm so um, excited, man, Um, I appreciate you asking, I love your channel, I want to talk so much about it
2: you oh, thank stuff. you so much.
0: Yeah, you guys are ki- you're killing it on YouTube, and and I wanted to start, you know, I don't want to jump too quick into it, but, you know, maybe could you give a little bit of background about yourself and maybe even where you grew up at, Kurt?
2: Yeah, um, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Um, I was born in North Hollywood and lived there until I was about six or seven years old and then moved to Reseda, and I lived in uh, Bounce bounced back lived in Rosita most of my life and in sino for a couple of years yeah lived, lived out there till i was like 25 or 26 and then um then i kind of moved around after that once once me and my wife got together uh, moved in together awesome yeah
0: yeah that's pretty cool now it's funny cuz um i grew up in florida born and raised but mm-hmm. there's so much of what you know, what I love about, you know, hip-hop music and and just so much, like with low riders and all that, we'll talk a lot about it, I'm sure, but I'll, I kind of feel like a lot of my buddies are like, man, I almost feel like you, you know, you grew up in California because you know so much about it. I hear you talk in your videos, which we'll hit upon here soon, it seems like uh, you had a, a, a good relationship with your dad and stuff because you even mentioned in some of them how, like, he even took you to some of the site locations, like in Colors, that that movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. no I I, I did... um. I was really lucky to have a great relationship with my dad. Um, definitely my hero. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, he, he worked my entire life. He worked in, uh, in the East LA area, East Los Angeles. So when we would, when I would watch movies like colors and break in and stuff like that, he, he'd watch with me and he'd be like, Hey, I know where that is. And then, that like next weekend, we'd be out driving around, like I'd go to work with him. And then all of a sudden we'd pull up to the spot and, you know, he wouldn't tell me like we'd pull up and there, there would be miracles from breaking and, uh, you know, just totally blow me away. So, you know, maybe without me realizing it, that might be where my love for filming location started. I, you know, I've, I've never really put too much thought into it, but it would make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of really the next thing I'm going to ask you what, what what's ironic about um, a couple of things right so I grew up in my, my birthday was the day uh, after so it was 1123 the day after the JFK assassination which was on 11 uh, 2 or 1122 so mm-hmm. as a kid I formed this love of like the 60s Lincolns and I you know I do this Lincoln addict stuff and I love all that and then there was um, there was a Burt Reynolds movie in the God, late 80s early 90s that was filmed here there was a Lincoln in it uh, which I don't re- remember that a lot as a kid, but then uh, Gleaming the Cube. I remember that was mm. one of my favorite movies growing up, and there was a 65 Lincoln, and I'm like, what is that? And I wanted to learn more. So I want to talk a little bit about the Gleaming the Cube locations, but I want to ask you this first. Like, um, why why do you kind of feel like, you know, you maybe hinted at it there, why do you feel you got the, that so much love for the 80s? Is it just the nostalgia of that era?
2: Yeah, I mean... I grew up in the eighties, obviously that's, that's my time. And I just, I never really grew out of it. I always, that was the music I always listened to. Those were the movies I watched. Mm -hmm. And as time went on, I don't know. I just never really, I never really started listening to music past, like, I don't know, 95 Mm -hmm. Um, and same, same with movies as well. Um, And, you know, once like the mid nineties hit, they started having eighties dance clubs, um, you know, for the nostalgia, and that's where me and all my friends were going. We were going to the 80s dance clubs to to relive all of that. And then I think I think later on, after my dad passed away, um, I again without realizing it, I think it was a way to kind of get back to my childhood. Like I said, I, I I've always loved the 80s, but then I think it kind of became more of an obsession later in life because it was a way to kind of get back to my childhood, um, back when he was around. Um, that's, that's when I started kind of collecting the eighties the toys that I had as a kid, trying to get all of that back. And then it kind of just kept going and, and, spun out of control.
0: Well, like it, like it routinely does. And I want to say, you know, sorry for your dad's loss. I lost my dad a little over three years ago and it's not easy, hmm. especially when you're close no, to your not, pops yeah. and, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss, brother. Yeah, yeah, my condolences to you as well. Thanks, man. Well, you know, and and one thing I was thinking when I was talking about the Burt Reynolds movie, it was called like Cop and a Half, I think. One unique thing that you had growing up there is like Los Angeles is kind of known as like the movie capital of the world, right? And it blows me mm-hmm. away. And we'll talk about your channel here, but I think that had to be unique for you like when your dad was like oh you like this movie i'll take you over here and show you uh that mural right there like did that yeah. just literally blow your mind as a kid
2: i don't think that i don't think i realized it so much as a kid that like oh hey i'm living in the you know the movie capital of the world um but it it was it was just really cool to all of a sudden like you said you mentioned the mural like the, the mural from colors like that was awesome to just all of a sudden, like, round the corner, and there's the big Jesus mural where, you know, where Pac-Man spray paints the kid's face. Like, mm-hmm. I just saw that on the TV last week, and now here it is right in front of me. So it was definitely awesome, but as a kid, you don't put a lot of thought into how yeah. how every like everything around you, if you live in Los Angeles, is from a movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, the magnitude of it just, you know, may not, like, you know, hit you as a kid and and things were right. obviously different back then and stuff. But, I mean, I, I feel like the next question I got to like transition into is, you know, talk to us a little bit about your channel. I mean, I got a lot of questions for you about it. I think it's freaking awesome. But, you know, what? Yeah, you know, for you. The, for our listeners, you know, we're into mini trucks, we're into, you know, BMX bikes and, and all this cool stuff. But, you know, like what's the overview of your channel if you were doing a sales pitch to someone?
2: Well, uh, I mean, my channel is celebrating – the 80s, uh, the 80s and the you know early to mid 90s, um, everything about it. So, you know, I do a lot of filming locations on there and filming locations have just um, I've had a passion for them for most of my life. And I, I, you know, like I said, I don't really know where it started, but it's just always been a passion of mine, you know, to the point to where 20 years ago, I, you know, I was having friends come over on the weekend. We'd pile into my car and I would have a whole day planned where I would just drive a carload of my friends all around Los Angeles, you know, showing them like, you know, pretty much taking them on a tour. And, um, yeah, it's, it's something I've always just been into and it got to a point to where I was seriously considering starting, um, starting a, a tour service. Like, you know, if you go down to Hollywood Boulevard out here, you know, you got all the different tours out there on Hollywood Boulevard where they take you around and they show you the stars' homes. Well, I wanted to do one of just filming locations. And, uh, you know, but once you, you start realizing how much money that'll take, it, it becomes less of a reality. Mm-hmm. So moving forward into how the channel started, uh, basically my channel wouldn't have started, um, I hate to say it, but it wouldn't probably wouldn't have started if it wasn't for – Um, The pandemic (laughs) Uh, basically. Yeah. Basically when that, when that happened, you know, me, my, my wife and my son, we spent a lot of time at home uh, watching TV and watching a lot of YouTube and my son had found a couple of different YouTubers that he really liked. And I would sit there and I'd watch with him and he would watch a lot of these different YouTubers that would go out on adventures. And some of them would do filming locations and, so I would watch with them and I would enjoy it. And I remember one day he was watching one. I don't remember who it was, but he was watching a guy doing a filming location and the guy was getting like everything wrong. <laughs> and I jokingly said to my son, I was like, man, feel that, you know, that's not <laughs> right. He got that wrong. I was like, man, I'm going to start my own channel on YouTube and I'm going to do a better job. And I actually, when I, I was joking when I said it and I think, what I was actually trying to achieve was I wanted to embarrass my son and have him be like, Oh, you know, no, dad, you can't be on YouTube. (laughs) You're going to embarrass me. But it totally backfired. And my wife and son were instantly like, you have to do it. And I was like, what? No, no, no. It's a joke. And they're like, no, you have to do it. You'll be perfect at it. You'll be so good. And I refused and they kept pushing me. And so finally I said, okay, you know what? Let's just do it. And, um, boom, yeah, we had we had nothing to do, and so we were going out doing this. And the first filming location I did was for License to Drive. Yeah. It's, it's one of my top. Yeah, one it's one of my top five favorite movies. So it was the first one we did, and I posted it up. And I remember I said to my wife, and I was dead serious. I'm like, you know, this is probably going to get like sixty views, <laughs> and that'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't kidding. Like that's what I thought. I didn't expect anything, and um, it did okay. I think it got like a couple hundred views. And I was through the roof with that. And then I just, I kept going. And, um, so like I said, I I do, I do a lot of filming locations. Once the world kind of starts to open back up again. Um, my plan is to do a lot of different stuff before the pandemic, me and my family, we, we did a lot of things. We were constantly going to concerts. We were constantly going to eighties conventions and just all these things. and, that's the type of stuff that I really want to start covering um, once the world kind of opens up again, you know, all these different eighties conventions and, and celebrity meetups and stuff like that. So yeah, the channel is a mix of, of, um, you know, filming locations and it'll eventually be a mix of going to conventions and concerts, you know, doing reviews on concerts, just really anything uh, about the eighties and nineties.
0: Yeah, definitely. And One thing that comes to mind that when you're talking, right, is someone, I I know you're going to know this name when I say it. And it's funny because this guy, some of the stuff he does, like, I'm like, really? But he makes me laugh. I mean, sometimes my wife's like, what the hell are you laughing at, right? Well, Adam the Woo, okay? I watch a lot of his videos, and I tell you what, man, that guy is, is the dedication that he has. And I see some of that dedication even in your videos, which we'll talk about but was there, I, I know you mentioned, uh, you know, your son had, you know, you guys kind of watched a few, but is there someone like an Adam the woo or someone that you kind of had watched and had your eye on that said that, that, that kind of helped push you over that or that you may even look up to now? Or is there anyone out there in the whole internet world that, 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 you know, you kind of go, man, that guy does a damn good job.
2: I wouldn't say anybody that like kind of helped that, that pushed me to do the channel. I mean, it was, my wife and son were the ones that a hundred percent pushed me to do the channel. That's, mm-hmm. that's all them. Um, but yeah, we were, we were watching, you know, Adam, the woo and, and, uh, bagger and, and, and all those, all those people, um, we, we were watching them and, um, I think they all do a great job. I'll say, I'll say definitely. And I mean this in, in a good way, Adam, the woo probably did push me, um, as far as his age, I feel that um, if it wasn't for people like Adam Lewu, I would have been a little bit hesitant to do a YouTube channel thinking that I was too old and okay. then seeing people like, uh, yeah, seeing people like Adam Lulu who were out there doing it and so successful at it, that inspired me, you know, that, that, Hey, it, it doesn't really matter how old you are. You just get out there and, and do what you like. So um, yeah. And so I, I still, I still watch, you know, all, Adam the Woo and that whole crew of people, and yeah, I watch those videos, and 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 they they all do a great job.
0: Yeah, very cool, and and that's you know that to me that that's the neat thing about the internet. Like I wouldn't have met you if it wasn't for you doing videos. Which again, I mean, I've watched a lot of yours, and I just you know I, I would really tell people uh, to go out there and check it out. Now, is the best way for someone you know they're listening to this and they're like, hey man, I want to see what this is all about. Do you just go to Netflix on your app and just type in 80s with an S, life? That's the easiest way, or is there a, a better way that you want to kind of promote here? You mean on YouTube? Yeah, you to, Netflix? yeah, I'm sorry, not Netflix, on YouTube, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would just go to uh, just go to YouTube and search up 80s life. It's just, yeah, no, uh, just, just straight eight eight zero s 0s life 80s life, and um, I should come right up. And then, if you want to look for me on Instagram, it's Eighties Life Forever with the number four. Um, I don't, I'm not as active on Instagram as I should be because I just put so much time into YouTube that I kind of forget to post things on Instagram. But I, I really should be on there more.
0: Yep, yep, yeah. Understood. And, and and it takes a lot of time and kind of investment in in what you do or what you love. Um, I know that because the podcast takes a lot of time, and then you factor in the video piece, that's huge. But what I kind of wanted to ask you was, you know, I know one of my buddies, Noldy, he's a huge Superman fan. I mean, he is like, you know, he met Christopher Reeve before he passed away, and, you know, he, he and I are like, you know, we love our 80s movies. We, talk, we could talk about them and all this stuff, right? And he could tell me anything mm-hmm. about it. And I know, like, from him, you know, there's different fan sites or some people that send fan mail in to get signed. And there's, you know, there's, there's all these different Facebook groups and stuff. But when you look at, like, you know, the License to Drive or some of these other movies or TV shows that you do the scouting for in terms of the, the site locations do you, I, I I mean, I would imagine it's a lot of work, right? Do you sometimes have to rely upon, you know, some of these places or, like, how do you, because when I watch some of them, I'm just blown away. I'm like, boom, I mean, you're nailing this stuff, right? So, I, you know, I, you don't have to give away all the secrets, but, is you know, can you kind of talk to the listeners a little bit about how you go about doing it?
2: Yeah, um, you mean, like, like tracking down all the locations yes. and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and it's, the thing is, is there's really not much of a secret to it. it it's funny because that's a question that I get all the time um, in the comments on my channel. People will always ask, how do you find these locations? How do you find these locations? And it's a few ways. The funny thing is, is that a lot of these locations, they're right there on, on Google. If, if you just right, right. do some research on Google, a lot of them are there. And I think people don't really think to look not all of them, but a lot of them are. So sometimes, some, some of the ones I do, it's, I literally just Googled it and I found them. Some of the locations just come from me living in Los Angeles my entire life. And when I watch movies, especially now since I've started doing this channel, but when I watch movies... I'm seeing locations like I'm watching it, and it must get annoying to my wife because we'll be watching something, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm pretty sure that's Ventura and Coldwater <laughs> Canyon." Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure sh- that's you know that's the exit right off the 101 freeway, and sh- you know she's probably like, "Uh huh, okay." Can we just can we just watch, we the, just movie? watch the movie? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yeah. So I mean, growing up in Los Angeles, my entire life, I, I know a lot of these locations, and when I see them in a movie, like I instantly I know it. So that's part of it too. And then, seriously, with some of them, my when it's a location that I can't figure out, that's when I call in my wife. She's got a really good – she's very patient. I'm not very patient. She's very patient. She has a good eye. So she'll sit there with me, and we will rewind that scene 500 times and pause it and watch it in slow motion. And we'll look for any clue. <laughs> we'll look for a sign on a building, like anything – And then if we can figure out where, like within a few miles of where it is, then we just go and we start down every street
1: (laughs) and we start,
2: we start looking at, you know, windows of houses and, you know, where street signs are located and and the locations of trees. We look for everything. We don't have to do that with every location, thank God. But with some of them, yeah, we get that crazy.
0: Yeah. And I wanted the listeners to kind of know that it's like, you know, this is a hobby that that takes some dedication. You know, the answers aren't just all there. Now there's people like, you know, the homie that, um, Sean at all about Los Angeles, you know, he's been documenting some cool ones and he does a lot of like album covers and stuff like that. But there's another younger guy that, um, that I stumbled across on YouTube and you may follow him. It's, he goes by days, D a Z E days with Jordan, the lion. And at first when I was watching his, I was like, ah, you know, and then I started watching more of his, like he found the, um, the Zach, he did one recently where he talked about um, the Zach Morris house, and it was in some of the I forget what they call it in the movie TV industry when they cut away and they'll just show like a little stock, you know, little clip of an outside of a house. Well, someone mm-hmm. figured out what what house that was that they and they rarely showed it, and it was quote unquote Zach's house, you know, from the outside. Right. But um, yeah. Like when I watch that, I mean, it's like a 13 minute video. Like I kind of enjoy. I don't know what it is the dedication that it takes to. To you know, one figure it out, right? Or or maybe someone tells you, no big deal. But then you have to go out there and you have to make a video. That's still pretty cool to me. It's exciting,
2: right? Yeah, that's the thing. Even if even if even if it is a location that you found online, like you said, you still got to go out there and you got to film it and you got to make it something interesting, something that somebody wants to watch. So there's yeah, there's still a lot of work that goes into it. And honestly, when I started doing it. I didn't know that it would be interesting. I didn't think that anybody else cared about filming right, locations right. Besides, besides me and a few of my friends. That's why when I posted that first video, I told my wife, yeah, 60 people are going to watch this. Because <laughs> I, figured, I figured people like Adam the Woo or Jordan the Lion or any of those people, I figured when they were doing filming locations, people were watching because they already had a set fan base for the other videos. So I didn't really think that there was much of an audience for filming location videos. And I didn't think that I was that interesting, but apparently I'm, I must be somewhat interesting because people are watching, and that's and great, and I love it. So. Yeah, one of
0: our friends uh, that we had on, he's kind of a rock star now. He is on the, the show Roadkill, which has been real successful. Mike mm-hmm. Finnegan, he kind of goes back to our truck club days, and he's a mm-hmm. um, you know, real successful guy. But you know, like he told us, he said, like, you know, if you can tell a story, people are going to want to hear it and and you'll eventually get over that hump of, you know, the success that you're looking for. And to me, when I watch your videos, that's what I kind of get. I I get sometimes a little commentary, you're driving or, you know, you're stuck in traffic and you're doing some good commentary. Hey, this is what we're going to do today. And then you, I can see in your videos, the dedication that you have to like, like the colors one that I just watched. I'm like, I mean you weren't it wasn't just like a couple of sites. Like you're like, okay, well this is where they come down here and okay, that's no longer there because, you know, obviously they built this. To me, that's the story that you're telling, and I love it, man.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's um I try and put a lot of dedication into it and and, and like you said, I in my in some of my earlier videos, I feel like not that the dedication wasn't there, but I I I, I think now I go back and I watch those and I'm like, Oh, why, di- why didn't I show this? And why didn't ah, I show that? It's always going to
0: be like that, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, you know what the videos I'm doing now, um, like I'm work I'm working on one right now. I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm like trying, there's like these four locations that I'm trying to lock down and there's just no, there's no clues to where they are. Nothing. And I, I just keep going back trying to find them. And my wife's like, why are you stressing yourself out? You've got more than enough footage. I'm like, "Yeah, but I need these locations. Like I, you know, there's just something about me that I want I want to make the video so perfect. I want to give the people watching as many locations as I can." So,
0: yeah, so you kind of plan ahead and that's um that's kind of the same thing. I know a guy that I had on a few years ago. He I'm into hip hop and I collect I don't have the biggest collection of tapes and cassettes, but I got a good bit. He's got an unbelievable, I mean, the amount of stuff. And he's a lot younger than I am. Uh, Amir is Hmm. his name. But it's like sometimes if you're into collecting something, you know, he might want to have a long box CD that's unopened of, you know, Ice Cube's death certificate. It, like, you know, blows everyone's mind. It's like, okay, I didn't think there was one left of those on the planet, right? So I Uh get what you're saying. Like, you want to put your best foot forward. And one thing that I, I found recently, there's a guy named Stanley Foss, and I just, Got on a say-by-the-bell kick one night watching different videos, and what was interesting to me is in his video, he's like, okay, I'm going to show you the locations of season one through four, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, it's in a studio, right? Well, he actually went to, like, each studio, and he had figured out through reading and interviews, and then he gives away one of his tricks that... He had tweeted to one of the cast members, and can, she confirmed that yep, that year they filmed at that studio, and it was like drone overhead footage and stuff. But it was still interesting that someone took the time to kind of go, okay, well, season one was filmed in this, uh, you know, this studio, and then this and this. It's yeah. like it's crazy what people can figure out, man.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, once you get a uh, once you get a passion for it, you just you know. And, and, and I think that, that once the channel, like I already had the passion for it, but once the channel started to take off, it, it like, it gave me this fuel that it's like, I, I can't stop now. <laughs> like I w I won't stop at anything to, to figure out where locations are and, and to, you know, make a cool video. And it's, it's great. Um, it's, it's been therapeutic for me and, and yeah,
0: it's good, it's good. Been a blast. Well, so I mentioned my buddy Noldy earlier. So he had a family member that worked for Sony, and they did site locations. Well, they worked for, I think he did he did SVU, Law & Order, but he also did some of the Spider-Man movies, but a lot of stuff in New York. And I never got a chance to talk to him. I'm always intrigued at, like, imagine having that job where you're like the site locate you know, you're the person that works the permits, or they take down the street signs, or whatever those guys do, right? Right obviously different Mm -hmm. cities it's important have you ever got a chance to talk to someone that's in that industry like about like man why did why did you guys just film on the side of the road like or have you ever had that opportunity
2: you know no i really haven't um yeah i mean i i have friends that work at sony i have friends that work at universal i have friends that work at warner brothers but um i think they don't they don't really work in that capacity so yeah no yeah yeah so i've I've never really you know asked them about stuff like that yeah. and,
0: and the only reason I bring it up is because you know when you're showing these locations it's like you know sometimes I'm like, man they just filmed right there, like you just don't realize sometimes it's just where you're walking was where a famous scene was at, so I think that's yeah. cool
2: no I will say and and i I think it probably would will depend you know every every movie and every director and every you know they're all going to be different but um yeah sometimes I wonder when I go out and i'm doing these locations and it'll be one scene will be here. And like in the same scene, like when the camera turns, it's a completely different city. And I sit there and I wonder, and I sit there and I wonder why did they do that? Like, I don't understand why the camera couldn't just, and yeah, it kind of boggles my mind. But like I said, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's all depending on, on that director and, and, you know, whoever was involved in making, I'm sure it's a different answer for each production
0: so oh yeah now has there um in July of 2019 I got a chance to go I'd never been to Oregon I went up there for a truck show um, the homies had me up there and I knew when I touched down I was gonna take my rental car and I was gonna go to Astoria one of my yeah. all-time favorite movies as you know goonies right as far as you know you, you say Astoria we all know that yeah it, have you ever ran into a location like like I did like I knew I did some research I clicked on Instagram I read some stuff. I knew that the new owners or not the new owners, but the, the current owners have like, they've gotten more and more frustrated. Right. And now it's like, you yeah. know, do not come up here to type of thing. Have you ever ran into a situation where like, you're like, man, if I could just get right there, I could get, you know, a better shot or something. Or, you know, what's your take on that?
2: Yeah. All the time. Um, that's one of the most frustrating things with doing this that I, I, pull up to a location and I know it's right on the other side of that wall, but,
0: um, it's just not
2: accessible. Yeah. And, um, you know, when it's a private residence, it's really tricky. That whole, I mean, there's a whole, we could do a whole, uh, podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. A whole podcast on the Goonies thing. So we won't go there, but that's, that's a really, a really sad situation. What happened with the Goonies house? Um, I feel really bad for, for the people that live there actually. Mm -hmm. Um, when it's really tricky when it's a private residence, uh, for me, when I'm filming a private residence, I, I always, I hate doing it. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm intruding and I always try and stay back. I don't try, I don't want to go onto the people's property. Um, I always try and be very, you know, just, just very polite about it. Um, very considerate. There have been times that I've reached out to people that, that, um, that live in those, in in the house or the apartment and you know ask if they're okay with it like um leave them a note or something but yeah yeah, it happens all the time it it, it, yeah it happens all the time there's actually again i'm not going to say what it is because it's it's the it's the filming location i'm working on right now but it's it's a um it's an office building and the interiors were used for a movie and they look exactly the same as they did in the movie i've seen pictures of them and I've been there right outside of the building, but I can't get in. (laughs) And I, I reached out, I wrote some emails to some people and, you know, no response back, but yeah, it's really frustrating. It's Like I just, I need to get in there.
0: Yep. Yeah. So what can you do? Exactly. And we're talking to Kurt here from eighties life. Check him out on YouTube. It's eight zero S life. Uh, check him out. You can uh, follow it's eighties life channel. Now when, um, you know, so we talked a little bit about the Goonies. Obviously, you know, there's there's more there. But um, what I kind of wanted to ask you was uh, something that's always intriguing to me. And I know that you know vlogging or whatever term you want to use, uh, what Kurt does for all the listeners. You know, obviously, we're talking about he goes to these site locations and he shows you where the movies were filmed and kind of lines up the angles and stuff. There's a different kind of guys doing this, but. I've seen. Um, I worked in the cellular industry for twenty years, and uh, if you would have told me twenty years ago you can make you know high resolution, you know videos on your phone, I'd be like you're crazy, right? <laughs> right. Um, when you do these, right? I, I got a buddy. We got a, several friends in the truck scene that where they where they make videos. They kind of all do them different, but a lot of them have these nice kind of cameras, and they're on these little things they hold, right? And they do mm-hmm. a good job. Do you find like when you go out? What t- talk to us a little bit about with the equipment you're using, and then when you get back, are you having to just like take your memory card and upload all this stuff, or what's that process?
2: Yeah, so I um I pr- probably once I start talking about the equipment I'm using, people are gonna. Well, gonna yeah, and you like, don't have oh, to man. give away but, all but, the secrets. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I no no I don't care. I'm just saying people will be like, "What? That's what you yeah, use? I use I'm my phone, saying, so but, <laughs> that's all I yeah, use." Well, well, actually, so do I. So that's where I'm going with that. I. Yeah, so I shoot with my phone. Um, you know, I've I've got multiple different uh, stabilizers that I use to, to yep. you know just to keep keep it looking stable. Um, and then I've got different microphones that I use that I plug into my phone um, to make it sound good. But other than that, you know, I I thought about getting like a, a really nice camera and everything. Um, they do look they do look better than phones. I'm not going to lie, but for me, not enough. That's all you not need. enough to spend yeah it's it's they don't look enough better to spend the money and also then once you start getting those cameras you got to get into getting the different lenses and it's just a whole it's a whole nother
0: thing that i don't want
2: to yeah i don't want to deal with so um yeah no so you know with the phone it's easy i I put it i put it on whatever different stabilizer is going to work for what i'm doing hook up the microphone and i go out and i shoot and then all the footage is right there on my phone um I actually edit on my phone. Um, nice. I've got an editor. Yeah, I've got an editor on on my computer as well, but I've gotten really good at doing it on my phone to where I really don't ever use the editor on the computer. I'm doing everything on the phone, so everything's right there. I don't even really have to upload anything. To you know, so
0: and and that's kick ass. And the reason why I wanted people to kind of know is that like I tell people all the time, man you would be amazed, you know, at what you can create, you know, with these newer phones, whether you're shooting, you know, you shoot a lot of 4K. I've been dabbling more in the 4K. And then we have a friend, um, you know, Lonnie, part of the team at Lone Star Throwdown in Texas, and they have, you know, they're up to like almost 70,000 TikTok followers. They have a lot of YouTube followers, and they make videos of car shows, right? And they do Mm -hmm, almost mm -hmm. all of it on their phone, right? So I yeah. like, I tell people all the time, man. You know, if, if you're wanting to get in and create content, or you know, record audio, or do whatever you want to do, look no further than your high end phone that you're paying you know fifty bucks a month or whatever for, because those phones can 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 get the job done. Ain't that right, man?
2: Yeah, absolutely. As long as you have a good phone and you and you've got your video settings correct on it and you are using it correctly, no one's gonna know the difference. <laughs> Most likely.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Now, one of the videos I um, saw on your channel, um, it's funny because we had, in our truck scene, we've actually had, um, there's a guy named Lee Bauer, and our friend Ruben, uh, one of our good buddies, he he knew Lee from back in the day, and and Lee worked at a famous stereo shop, and he had a famous Mm -hmm. mini truck back in the day, and you, um, I think on your channel, I'm seeing here eighties, nineties mini truck compilation. Of course there was the La Trim song, uh Cars That Go Boom, and his truck was actually in that video. How cool was that?
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was the yellow truck. And um you know, it, it seems like everything from that era to me, you just can't go wrong, man. The eighties are just awesome.
2: Yeah. I mean a lot of people disagree. I hear a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people saying oh the, the clothes were the worst and the music was for me like well, I was about to say there's nothing bad about the eighties. That's not true, but <laughs> but right. I'll say you know for the most part that you know the eighties, the eighties that the music, the cars, the movies, the toys, yeah, it's you can't go wrong there
0: for sure. Now, recently, I watched your um, there's a video that you did uh, for the NWA music video "Express Yourself." Yeah, and um, talk to us a little bit about that one because I was blown away that it was just you know took place where it took place at
2: yeah so that one was funny a couple of months ago just it was a weeknight and I was sitting around with my wife and son and we were actually playing um, 80s Trivial Pursuit and um, we were were sitting there playing the game and I had the TV on playing music videos um, a playlist that I had put together and that video came on and so I'm kind of watching it while I'm playing and it gets to that scene where the car is coming down the street and Dr. Dre is riding in the back and I pause it and I just start (laughs) looking and my wife knew right away what I was doing and I was like I wonder where this is so I start looking and I bring it back and I'm noticing the building in the background behind him. Uh-huh. And so I stop it there and I'm like, what does it say on that building? What does it say? And I, you know, I can't read it because, you know, my old eyes. <laughs> so my son gets up close to the TV and, and, you know, he was able to read what it said on the building. So then my wife gets on her phone and she Googles that name and she finds out where that apartment building used to be. And sure enough, we were able to find the intersection and wow. bring it up on Google Maps, look there it is. There's the building. And like once I saw where it was on Google maps, I'm like, Oh my God, I've literally driven through this intersection 60 million times. Like my whole life I've driven right by here. Cool. And the very next day we got in the car, we drove down there and we were just able to find everything. We're like, Oh look, there's where they're dancing there. There's where that's happening. There's, you know, We were able to just pinpoint everything. Yeah, and you've
0: and, got YouTube probably up on your phone when you're there and you're kind of looking around. You're going, yep, yeah, okay, right there, right there. And that one was all yeah. on that one street almost.
2: Yeah, everything is right there. It's really crazy. And like I said, I couldn't believe that I had driven by there so many times and never realized that NWA was right there. And so once I found where it was, I, that was when I was so excited. I couldn't wait. Yeah. to go shoot it i, I shot it a, a few days later um the one thing that was bugging me was the building that they're dancing in front of was uh i guess it was a legendary drum shop called drum city and so they're hanging out in that parking lot they're dancing and right behind drum city is where they also shot um the album cover for their first yes. album nwa and posse yeah so i was trying to figure out what what it was about drum city, like why they're hanging out there in their music video, why they're shooting album covers back there. I did so much research trying to put the connection. And I even actually reached out to, uh, to, to, to the group JJ fad. Um, yes. I wrote them. Yeah. I, I wrote JJ Fad a message and um, one of the girls got back to me. She, she, um, she got back to me on Instagram and gave me her personal email wow. and was like, yeah, shoot me, shoot me an email. I'll answer anything that I can. So I sent her this whole list of questions and she had no answers, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, yeah. The only thing she was able to answer was the, uh, red Suzuki Samurai that you see in the video. She was able to confirm that that, that, that was easy E's Suzuki Samurai. But other than that, she, she couldn't tell me anything. Now so I still don't know what the connection is. The only thing I know is, you know, as I say in the in my video, right across the street is McColler Records, which was, you know, where they were getting the records pressed up. So
0: Yeah. That that's have what. thing to do with it. When I heard you say that, that's what clicked to me and that, that was my understanding. It was like, okay, it had to have been like, you know, Jerry Heller was I, I forget if he owned that company that McCola, but you know whoever th- they had that was like pressing them or, or, or something. To your point, had to have drawn them down there not once but twice.
2: Yeah. So yeah. So from I mean, if you if you watch the movie, the, mo- the movie um, the movie shows that Jerry Heller has has an office at, at uh, McCola Records. But from a bunch of different interviews that I read um, with different people, like DJ Poo and a bunch of different people, um, actually Jerry Heller didn't work at, at, at McCullough records, he would just hang out in the lobby trying to meet artists. <laughs> uh, um, he was just look, yeah, looking for new artists. And that, that was how that whole thing took place. So yeah, it would kind of make sense that McCullough records had something to do with it, but still like why drum city? Why, why behind that building? And you would think that the people who owned drum city would be like, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. Or they were cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe
0: they were just cool people and liked having them there, so... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I had watched um, Boys in the Hood, obviously, real popular movie, rest in peace, John Singleton. I had to watch the audio commentary on that one, and it was cool because he had given some little bit of insight into, like, he goes, hey, this one scene where they're driving, and he goes, you know, we didn't have time, the light was, you know, we were losing light, and... They, had to, they didn't have time to move one of the production trucks. So he goes, oh, if you look right there, do you see the truck? And, you know, little things oh. that you would never pick up. So I always enjoyed that stuff. The NWA yeah. video, um, the site locations that you did on your YouTube channel's 80s life, that one, when I checked the other day, like, I mean, you got I mean, you're, you're almost getting up there, you know, past 250,000, 260,000 views. What do you think it is about that one that has just got people out there watching it like crazy?
2: So it it was actually, it's not the NWA one that. Helped. Oh, sorry, sorry. The
0: boys in the hood. Yeah, I'm sorry, boys yeah, in the boys hood. Yeah, boys in the
2: hood. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no problem. I don't know, <laughs> honestly. Um, so yeah, so so let me let me go backwards a little bit and 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 t- to answer your question, what made my channel actually kind of take off? Like my channel was doing okay. Um, you know, my videos were getting. Yeah, I don't know. 500 600 700 views and Mm -hmm. i i I thought that was great i was fine with that i did a we, we talked about it a little bit earlier i did a video on the filming locations for the movie colors and i posted it up that was back in november and it did okay like i said you know maybe 500 views that was great two months later all of a sudden i'm noticing i'm getting like 20 30 40 subscribers a day, like to where normally I would get just a couple. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what's, go- what's going on here? <laughs> and all of a sudden I've, I'm like looking at all my videos and I see that the numbers on colors have just skyrocketed. Ah. And I, I go and I look at the, I look at the, um, I'm looking at all the details for colors and it's getting 20,000 views every 24 hours. Wow. As, as to where before that it was, just sitting there still not getting anything and that for some odd reason i don't know what we still can't figure it out something all of a sudden made colors blow up (laughs) and that was what brought me in all these subscribers and all these views and like i said i don't know why and then the next one to do that was boys on the hood and it's it's weird like i'll do i'll do a movie that i expect I'll do filming locations for a movie that I expect to go crazy, Uh and it'll kind of do all right. And then I'll do one that I think nobody's going to really watch, and it just goes nuts. Um,
0: (laughs) Isn't it crazy?
2: Yeah, it's so weird. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, Boys on the Hood, I thought would do okay, because there wasn't really... There was a few videos out there on the filming locations, but none that were complete.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So I thought my I thought this one would do okay. I didn't think that it would get over two hundred and fifty thousand views um, and still counting. Yeah, I, I didn't think that at all. So that 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 was pretty wild.
0: Yeah. Well. Well. Great job with it. And and um, you know, one you. thing that I appreciate that you know, like I think you and I are a lot alike. Like I put a lot of time into researching the things that I'm going to talk about with mini trucks and mini trucking and magazine and all of that stuff. One thing that I wanted to bring up. Hope you're okay with this. Is you, towards the end of the video, you had made a, a simple mistake, right? And um, yeah. I watched Game Historian, and I haven't been watching his a lot lately, but he's really, really good at what he does. And he had made this one little minor mistake, and he's like, man, it, man, it eats at me, I, I do so much research in this and that. I really appreciated that when that little mistake, I guess, that you had made with the, the whole liquor store, you had came back mm-hmm. and was like, hey, look, guys, made a mistake, you know, that type of thing. Um. Do you think, I, I think personally that worked in your favor, man. You just said, hey, it was a minor mistake. Come on, I'm out here having fun.
2: Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm glad you brought it up. That dude, that mistake will haunt me forever.
0: Don't let <laughs> it, take, don't um, let it, man.
2: Um, no, I know, I know, I know. I take those things really hard, and I don't know what happened there. Um, I was out there shooting, and I had the address for the liquor store, and <laughs> I I threw it into Google. And I was going, and I think what happened was I looked at my phone and it said, you know, you're one minute away and I was driving and I saw a liquor store and I just assumed that was it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we all do that. What
2: caused me, normally I double, normally I triple check addresses, but I pulled over and I'm I'm looking and I'm going, well, it, it doesn't look right. But I sat there for about 10 minutes, you know, checking everything and I was able to find enough things that led me to believe that it was the correct liquor store, but that it had been changed a lot. So I went ahead and filmed it and posted the video. And by the next morning I woke up and someone had commented, Hey, that's, that's the wrong liquor store. And I went and checked it. And I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, You know, I, I right away found the right liquor store, found what I did wrong. And by that time I, you know, I think the video already had like a few hundred views. And, and so I was like, oh, well, I don't want to take it down because it's already got a few hundred views. So I'll, I'm just going to go out right now and reshoot it. I went that morning. Um, so it was the very next day after I posted it, I went right to the correct liquor store and I shot a new video showing it. And I'm like, I'll just put this up and I'll put a link to it. Boom. And that's what I did. If I would have known that it was going to get over 250,000 views, I would have just pulled it down and and not worried about those like couple hundred views yeah, yeah. that I would have been losing out on. I would I would have just pulled it down and, and uh re- you know, re-edited the video. But so I did that and you know, it's funny, the majority of people that watched the video that I put up um fixing my mistake, the majority of people that watch that, they comment and they say, Hey man, no big deal. Yeah. It's really cool that you went out and you reshot it. You know, big props to you for doing that. But I'll tell you, there are so many people on the actual Mate. Boys in the Hood video uh-huh. that just ripped me apart, like, you know, what a loser I am, that I couldn't get the right Trolls, stores. Man. You know, yeah, stupid white boy doesn't belong in the hood. It's like, dude, they just go to town, and it's like, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just dumb. You just have to ignore the shit because it's like, look, they're the ones at home watching it and it's like, look, if you – you know, I tell people all the time, if you don't like the content that people are giving away for free, go buy, right. you know, go buy the movie and just watch it. I mean, I own a physical copy of it. Most people don't even do that stuff anymore. So, you know, to hell yeah, with the haters, it's, man.
2: Yeah, it's, it's funny how, like, I mean, you know, we all know how the comments are. Not sure. just on YouTube, but on the internet in general. But it's funny how I'll get people, people will, like, comment on a certain um, filming location, I do, and they'll say, that movie sucks and i'm like why are you watching filming locations for a movie that you think sucks like that that's so strange to me and then the other thing is i'll get you know i'll get people picking apart like every little thing like oh you you didn't show this location you know you sh- you showed 90 other locations but you didn't show this location yeah it's and, like
0: really yeah
2: yeah and but then for every one person that says that there's 500 people that are like wow I can't believe how much effort you put into this. Like, thank yeah. you so much for your effort. And so that that just makes all those negative comments completely go away and, <laughs> and not matter. And and I know that the people that are saying those things, like you said, they're just trolls with nothing better to do. So it's, you know.
0: Yeah, and they're just trying really to get a under big your deal. skin. And it's just, yeah. I, exactly. I, we do a lot of, uh, you know, real-time photos at car shows. And we, you know, we promote the shows. And, and, you know, we kind of bring the people that are at home, we bring them a little bit of insight into what's going on and there was a guy recently that yeah. was like stop using the fisheye lens i, I want to see a better view i, I want to see the the side view of the cars what are you doing and i finally had to re- respond back to the guy and say dude man listen <laughs> we're out here doing what we want to do we're going to 20 25 car shows a year if you don't like the photos unfollow yeah go yeah, go elsewhere uh, yeah. go buy a magazine you know we're not here uh we're not per- you know we're not you know, taking uh, glamour shots here, you know, and, and and getting your real-time feedback so we can do what you want. You're one guy, and there's a lot of people yeah. looking at this stuff. So, you know, you sometimes just got to go, okay, whatever. But um, I wanted to transition. I know we got a few more minutes, but I wanted you to talk a little bit about, dude, listen, we love mini trucks, man. And when I was seeing yeah. your content, and then I saw what you have, and I was like, dude, this is, you know, Kurt's a perfect guest for our podcast because, you know, it, it stems off a little bit of all the stuff we always talk about. But talk to us about the '88 amazing mini truck that you have, man.
2: Yeah. So I've got a 1988 Suzuki Samurai, and you know, been into cars my whole life. I've, I've you know been owning lowriders probably half my life. Uh, used used to own a lot of uh, a lot of bombs. Um, I used to be in uh, used to be in old memories. Uh, old memories bomb club mm-hmm. back in the day and uh, owned a, owned a lot of different low riders and but growing up in the 80s there was always I always had a love for for mini trucks and like for that whole scene I can remember oh, yeah. being a, yeah I remember being a kid and just seeing those cars and and loving it like you mentioned you know the the latrin video and and I I can remember you know always drawing Drawing mini trucks with the tilt bed, and, and, you know, it was something I was always into. So I want to, oh God, I don't even know when it was, but, but a while back, um, maybe about, uh, a little over 10 years ago, I was hanging out with some buddies and somebody brought up someone else that they were, they were saying, oh, hey, remember so and so back in the day, he used to have a <laughs> Suzuki Samurai. And, Like, right when they said that, my eyes, like, popped. I'm like, oh, Suzuki Samurai, I remember those. And it was funny, everyone else in the group was, like, laughing about it. And I was like, no, you know, yeah, that's awesome, Suzuki Samurai. And I couldn't let it go. Like, for the next couple days, I was talking about it. And I told my buddy, Mike, that was with me, I was like, dude, I can't stop thinking. I'm going to get a Suzuki Samurai, and I'm going to do one up. And he was like, don't do it. Like, everyone's going to clown on you. And I told my wife, I'm going to get a Suzuki Samurai. She had the exact same response. She's like, what's wrong with you? Like, don't do that. Like you've had all these awesome cars that when they both gave me that reaction, that completely pushed me to
0: go do it. I'm in, I'm in now. Yeah. The
2: very next weekend I was out shopping for Suzuki's. I ended up getting one. I originally just threw a cheap one day paint paint job on it and some 13 inch wire wheels couple of 12s in the back and i was done my buddy who told me not to do it like he came over to my house i surprised him that i had it he just couldn't stop laughing we went out cruising and everywhere we went people were losing their minds because they hadn't seen one since the 90s oh yeah everywhere we went people were just like oh my gosh you just took me back to high school oh you just took me back 30 years what's going on so what happened was Sorry, you know, this is a long story, but no, what, happened was, <laughs> what happened was what we, happened was we ended up going to the, um, the L.A. Super Show, the Taurus the Empire Super Show at the L.A. Convention Center. We were walking around and there was a couple of mini trucks there. And I said to my buddy, you know, there's a couple of mini trucks here, but there's no samurais here because right now I'm the only one who's got a samurai out on the street that's, you know, done like in this style. And I told him, by next year, I'm going to have my samurai here at this show. And he was like, yeah, right. And I was like, just wait. So I spent that year redoing the entire thing, um, redoing every every little bit of it, the paint, the chrome, the interior. And uh, sure enough, you know, had it in the super show the next year. Um, I think it won second place that year, first place the next year. It ended up, now, let me say, this is not the same samurai you're talking about. This was I've had
0: two. This was yes, first. Yes, that empire. was back in the day.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, this was only ten years ago. Okay. <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah. This was not that back in the day. But so I. Uh, so so yeah, took it to the Taurus Empire, won a couple of years in a row. It ended up being in the NWA movie Straight out of Compton. Um, really. Yeah. They, they. Which I'm eventually going to do a video on on my channel. Um, I got I got hit up by a friend of mine who is like a a Suzuki samurai enthusiast. And he was like, Hey, you want to have your car in a movie? They're looking for samurais. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's an older guy who's not really hip to things. And, and, uh, he said to me, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's some movie about some guy named Dr. Drew. (laughs) And I, I had, I knew that they were making this movie and I was really excited about it. And as soon as he said that I'm like, Oh my gosh, do you, do you mean dr trey nwa He's like, yeah <laughs> yeah i think so so yeah he got them in touch with me they had me come down um they used really? it for three different scenes yeah they used it for three different scenes all three scenes you need to pause to <laughs> actually it. i'm sorry it's only it only came out in two scenes the the third scene uh they never used mm-hmm. um but so the, the two scenes that came out in you got to pause it to see it in one of the scenes, you can see uh, you can see my head poking out from, from behind my car <laughs> if, if you pause and look closely. So yeah, that was an amazing experience. And then I don't know what happened after that. I kind of just thought that I was done with it. I was like, okay, I've, I've done my thing. I'm ready to move on to the next car because I was always changing cars. So I sold it. I bought a 66 Caprice, threw some hydraulics on that, was driving it around, loving it. After about six months... I said to my wife, I'm like, I'm, I'm really sad. And she's like, why? I'm like, I I miss my samurai. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, she's like, I kind of figured you, 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 you know, that you would miss that car. She's like, that's, that's you. Like that car is 80s. That it's all you. And I was like, I need another one. And she's like, yeah, you got to get another one. And so she, you know, once again, just like with my channel, she really pushed me to start looking for another samurai and I'm probably the only person that can say this. I, I sold a '66 Caprice <laughs> with a 454 in it, and and you know, uh, juiced up front and back. I, I sold that to get an '88 Samurai, and I ended up selling it to a guy. The Caprice I ended up selling it to a guy that only had half the money, so he traded me. He gave me half the money, and he traded me for a '91 Mazda convertible mini truck um, wow. that was an X.
0: Ex- Wow! Yeah,
2: it was, it was an, an X trailer Queen show truck. So I had that for a little while. That was really cool. And then eventually sold that and then just went full force with the Samurai. And, yeah, that's what I got going now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and for any of the listeners, you can follow um, uh, Weekend Toys, T-O-I-Z. That guy has got a really cool Samurai. I remember seeing some of his videos. And then, of course, as yeah. you know, the early days of NWA, there's that photo shoot. I know Speed I'm sure you have followed uh, DJ Speed. Yeah, he, um, you know, he shared some cool photos. But obviously, there was the photo shoot. I forget if it was some of the outtakes from the NWA and Posse album. But you've got Cube, Easy, and maybe Ren, and they're sitting on the back, you know, of their samurais. They were really into those at the time. And when I saw yours, I was like, man, it really is is the perfect like w- we say the minis are on the rise, right? Well. Mm-hmm. it's this movement that we've seen of you know east to west coast and worldwide rather you know if it's just certain guys getting older and there's the younger generation getting into it man like the mini trucks are like literally just we just they're everywhere man so it was cool to see yours i mean you got the speakers in the back how often do you drive it man i'd say i'd say before
2: uh before the pandemic hit and before i got busy with the channel i was driving it constantly um you know now it's 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 you know a weekend thing but yeah no i mean it's i, I drive it often
0: <laughs> cool cool yeah anytime you <laughs> yeah. get a chance yeah, dude. yeah anytime
2: i get a chance anytime i can pull it out of the garage um
0: okay cool yeah, i love that
2: thing yeah
0: well look i got a couple more questions these are going to be kind of like maybe one answer shorter shorter answer ones what if you yeah. had to pick your absolute Favorite movie from the '80s? I know it's like pick, you know, picking you know which kid you love most if you had more than one. But what would you say is at the top of your list?
2: National Lampoon's Vacation.
0: Nice. So the summer vacation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, the the very yeah the very first vacation
0: movie, dude. That would
2: ma- be number one.
0: Amazing for me, it's Back to the Future. I'm a big Rad fan. I even had, we had Bill Allen on. Uh, you know the '86 uh, nice. Colt Classic, of course, but uh, you know my co-host—he's not here right now. You know he—he—he he, he makes fun of the Colt Classics. I'm saying, dude, the Colt Classics are where <laughs> it's at. But you know, you had Bill Allen, Lori Laughlin. So those are my two with Back to the Future and Rad. Uh, what I've yeah, seen you wear absolutely. some different brands. Um, I'm a big fan of Thriller Crew. Uh, love the stuff uh-huh. that they put out. I see wear the hat. Do you have maybe one brand from the '80s that just sticks out? Uh, that that you either loved back then or you still love today
2: yeah tnc tnc surf and that's why yep. you'll see me in the videos wearing a lot of the thriller crew stuff yes. because yep. back then i know especially here on the west coast in la that that was all we wore like um you know if, if you I, I have a couple of my uh old home videos posted up and if you look like all of us all the kids are wearing tnc surf shirts so before Thriller Crew came up I was buying bootleg TNC surf yes. shirts off eBay. Yep. <laughs> and then once Thriller Crew came out it was like, oh great, here's all those old designs like in high quality. So Yeah, and they did got, a good job. I, it was
0: perfect timing for them to, to, to come back and you know the original artists and everything. Absolutely. I of course love playing the game and growing up. I even had a duffel bag I wish I still had it in elementary school. And, uh, it had, you know, it was official, you know, authentic, you know, TNC surf design stuff. But, um, dude, we've talked about so much. I mean, a lot of the movie site locations, again, I would uh, encourage folks, you know, we're talking to Kurt from 80s life. You can go out on YouTube. Uh, if you're a YouTuber, uh, go follow him. He's got some cool stuff. I mean, if nothing else, I mean, we're mini truck inspired. You can check out the 88 Suzuki Samurai old school style, of course. But you know, Kurt. Um, you know, I've asked you a lot of questions. Do You have any questions or anything else that you want to add or promote?
2: No, <laughs> no. I mean, uh, I, I, I really appreciate you having me on here, and um, I just want to say that that I'm, I'm beyond appreciative of everybody that that watches my channel and watches my videos. I'm, I'm so humbled. I never thought that this many people would be watching my videos. Um, you know, like I, I, like I said earlier, I didn't really think that my, that my videos would be interesting to anybody. And I get so many, I get so many rad comments from people telling me that, you know, my videos inspire them and, and, um, you know, people that watch my, uh, my videos on, uh, the San Fernando Valley telling me that, you know, they, they were in tears because it had them thinking about their childhood and, I've had people write to me telling me how it was like helping them heal with losing their dad, because, you know, going back and thinking about the memories of of their childhood. And that's just crazy to me. Like I never ever thought that these videos that I was making would, would touch anybody and, and inspire anybody. So I'm, I'm so humbled. I'm so beyond thankful, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. for all of that. And, so I just want to say thank you to everybody that um, that watches and supports and subscribes and and big thank you to my wife and son for for always supporting me in uh, in what I do and pushing me. So yeah.
0: well, well said, man. Well, Kurt, I'm going to be uh, anxiously awaiting. I've got the post notifications turned on, so anytime you post new stuff. But I uh, oftentimes consume YouTube through my Apple TV, which I just absolutely love. Don't really watch much normal TV these days. It's all YouTube for the most part. But uh, dude, yeah. thank you for taking the time. You know, appreciate uh, your your fam. You know, rolling with us here in terms of uh, allowing you to do this tonight. And and uh, we wish you all the success, brother. And uh, I'll be posted. And then give out your Instagram one more time for anyone that maybe didn't catch it earlier.
2: Yeah. So the Instagram is just Eighties Life forever with the number four, and then the YouTube is just Eighties Life. And, uh, I've got a lot of stuff coming up. I'm, I'm actually right now editing like five videos at once. Um, yeah, April is going to be a busy month. So there's, there's a lot coming. So yeah, please make sure you check it out. Stay tuned.
0: Well, uh, thank you so much. And when you get uh, when you really, really, really blow up, like we know you are, don't forget the little ones out here, but seriously, man, we appreciate you, brother.
2: Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. We at you. Peace.
0: Man, dude, thank you so much, Kurt. So awesome to link up with you, man. That's the power of the internet and social media uh, channels like YouTube and, uh, you know, sites and outlets, if you will, like YouTube. So uh, really awesome. I was blown away when he brought up the NWA movie. And even though he's like, you know, you gotta kind of pause it, I'm like, still, dude, that's pretty sick. And uh, all the other stuff that he's done, and some of the videos that he's went through, movies, just love seeing this stuff. So check it out. Uh, big ups to the homie, and uh, thanks for all the plugs when you went live the other night uh, to celebrate your channel's anniversary. Big ups to you, homie. We appreciate you guys. All right, uh, next we got the key show updates, and we've got a lot to talk about here. Now, at the top, I kind of gave you a little bit of insight. We all pretty much know Mini Nats is going down in two weeks. The key things that you need to know there are, we shared this recently, it's only $10 for a weekend band to get into the event. It's killer. Now, we know there's going to be about 700 vehicles in there, and those, of course, is all sold out. The April 1st date has passed to transfer any of those tickets, but you could still come out. You get a, an affordable hotel in town. I know Buddy and Ryan recently from Graphics Mafia. They're going to be about, I think he said about six minutes away. They got a good rate on a motel, hotel, Holiday Inn, something. But just know when you come out, I think it's six and under is free. And of course, outside of that, it's only 10 bucks all weekend. It's a three-day truck run. It's a real mini truck show. We're looking forward to it. Again, it's in two weeks. It's in uh, Maggie Valley, North Carolina. The week after that, we're going to be at Mini Truck Showdown. Not a lot of updates right this week to share. Just know that Corey and those guys are killing it and uh, big ups uh, to the team out there. They're dedicated to this event in 2021 and beyond. Had some great conversations with Corey. And uh, I tell you what, they're not stopping at 2021 again. They got the pedal stomped as they get into the next year. It's mini truck showdown on Instagram. It's Vegas. It's April thirtieth through May second, and um, they've got a few things going down in social media. Place all bids on original posts here. Bikini contest judge seat two auction starts now. Opening at fifty bucks. Only four seats left. So they're doing some pretty cool stuff to try to drum up excitement for the show and also. Uh, You know, raise some funds for uh, some great causes. If you want to know more about the show, jump back and uh, listen to that episode, Mini Truck Showdown. It's going down in Vegas. And remember, everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas except for the show coverage. All right, Made a Steel show is going to be a couple weeks later. And again, that's going down here in the Tampa Bay area, in technically Dover, Florida. Big ups to go, big ups to tank. They're doing a lot of good stuff. He uh, recently talked with me at, um, you know, the Decorver show, and he mentioned how he's going to have the charity come out. They do a lot for charity, which I think is fantastic. The base side of the show is off the hook. My homie Paul's going to be there in the burb, and uh, he's going to be bringing the noise. I can't wait for you guys to hear and see this system. It's going to be an awesome weekend. It's mid-May come on out. Now, Goat always wants me to reinforce, Friday's the pre-party, it's going down, you gotta come out Friday night, they got live music, I'll be gallivanting on out there, on my way home from work, because I'll be passing the exit, I gotta fight that brand in traffic, but I will make it through, and I'll be over there Friday, then of course, Saturday, we'll cruise on over, we'll have a little bit more details coming soon, but between the corn toss, the award that will be given away, all of the awards that he's got going down, and all of the good people that come out, you gotta come out again to Made a Steel Show. Now, after Made a Steel Show, we got relaxing in the park, St. Louis, and we're excited about this one. Uh, Street Trucks will be live streaming the event if you can't make it out. And uh, thank you so much to the homie Jason Barbaglia, aka DJ Maze. He's a good dude. Plus, all of the RA members that are getting behind this behind this awesome event. If you're pre-registered from the previous year, all of those carried through because of the pandemic. So much more coming on Relaxed in the Park St. Louis. What you need to know right now is look up those flights if you want to fly in. They've got the Friday cruise going down. This is the week after Made a Steel Show, and um, it's going down May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd in the St. Louis area. And then lastly, from there, we're going to have a little bit of a break, dare I say. I know I'll be gallivanting on out to the beaches, but Scraping the Coast, our flagship event with Custom Car Show Productions, that's going to be June 25th, 26th, 27th. This is something pretty cool, and it's hot off the press. Greg and team, they partner so well with some of the biggest names in the industry, and this just posted about an hour ago. Scraping the Coast has teamed up with two Of the greatest companies in the air management industry to give you the greatest giveaway ever. For everyone who registers a vehicle with Scraping the Coast, you'll be given a chance to win a complete air management setup consisting of ViAir dual pack compressors and the AccuAir E-Level kit. That's right. Everyone that registers a vehicle into the show will have a chance to win You don't have to buy any separate tickets. There's no extra gimmick. You just simply enter the show. You're good to go. ViAir, the heart of any air suspension, and, of course, AccuAir is back on the rise. We had Ryan on around LST time to talk about some of the key updates for the company, and we're so excited uh, for this. I mean, hell, I'd love to win it. I mean, I'm going to be registering, so all I could tell you is scrapingthecoast.com or Message Greg Miller for information, including those coveted indoor spots. So we'll have much more uh, to come to talk about these upcoming events. And I just want to remind everyone that the Key Show Updates is brought to you by our family at the West Coast Influence. You can visit minitruckfilm.com to purchase that Blu-ray or DVD. This is something that was homegrown from Radar. And if you don't own it for your collection, now is the opportunity to get out there before they're gone. Minitruckfilm.com, pick the Blu-ray, pick the DVD, whatever you got. Go cop it and let us know what you think. Big ups to the West Coast influence. All right, next we got the podcast updates. And uh, here we go. I want to remind everyone that the uh, new merchandise featuring the yellow Mazda also known as Matt Thompson's, quote, bad idea, that gear is slated to be in hand the week of mini-nats, okay? So we are either going to have it delivered to the show or we will pick it up on our way there. That means that we are anticipating, as we said before, mailing that out the week of the 26th. So thank you to everyone that has continued to support what we do. If you made a purchase, thanks. If you haven't, you can go to ourlifestylepodcast.com or click the link in our Instagram bio. You can make the purchase. Any of the additional product that we that we ordered above and beyond the pre-sale is already out there. So if you if you purchase now and it sells out, you'll be locked in. If you don't purchase and we sell out, you'll be asked out. So get out there ourlifestylepodcast.com order the gear, again, big ups to our brother, my brother, Matt Thompson, Billet fan from Severed, Arizona. Now, I do also want to remind people to check out, if you're listening on your iPhone or Apple device, right? iPad, maybe you're on the Mac computer and uh, you're going to go into the podcast app, uh, what you want to do is uh, you want to leave us a rating if you can. And it's real simple. If you're on your phone, tap on the purple Apple uh podcast app tap on library select olp scroll all the way down and you'll see at the bottom the ratings and reviews tap a five-star rating if you want to go a step further you can tap write a review leave your instagram name uh leave uh you know you know whatever company you work for whatever you want your name you don't have to and we will most definitely shout you out on a future episode Now, these podcast updates were brought to you by a company we mentioned earlier, Joey at Get Decked. If you're looking to add your custom vehicle or anything, I mean, damn, a photo, to a skate deck, Joey is the guy that can make it happen. You have to search on Facebook, Get Decked, two words. Hit up Joey, let him know that you're looking for uh, something, and he will take care of you. If you're a show promoter and you want to mix things up, or as I mentioned earlier with the Truxterosa homies, if you just want to take that photo, or you want something that is kind of one-off, and you want him to create something or take some artwork and move it around, he can do it. Thanks to Joey at Get Decked. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. All right, next we got the Airhead Nation updates, and I do have a few here that I want to cover. And uh, again, uh, we you know typically are out there looking throughout the week to see what we're going to cover. And if there's ever anything that you want us to cover, email us at our lifestylepodcast at gmail.com and we'll do our best to accommodate. This one was huge. You got Beth Waterman earlier this week. She said, seven years officially clear of cancer, celebrating with motivational music. And of course, Nipsey Hustle, the hustle way. And uh, big ups to Beth. Love what they do at All Time Low Magazine. And um, that's no easy feat. Cancer sucks, and uh, thanks for, for you know sharing your, your pushing ahead in life and you're doing what you love. Matt Nupp, big supporter of the podcast, says, Good morning, everyone. Just wanted to take a second to wish my wife, Heather, happy anniversary. Crazy to think it's been 10 years. And, yeah, homie, if she puts up with you and all your badass magazines you got, she's a keeper for sure. So uh, congratulations to you guys. Um, This one uh, was... Uh, Don Dizzy Davis had mentioned uh, you know, prayers for Greg and I think there was a guy that um, you know was going through some stuff and uh, he put that out there. A guy that was in critical condition, so you know keep some positive thoughts toward Dizzy and the uh, Spark show, uh, their family, uh, you know, if you will, in terms of friends' family. Uh, keep some positive thoughts out there. Uh, next, Josh Pascal says, well, today I take a big step in my life buying the house I grew up in, but I'm sure it will always be known as Whisker's Place and I'm fine with that. So congratulations, homie. And last but not least, we recently had, um, last week, I think it was, I had mentioned that there was a, a, a guy in Art of Noise that had passed away. Now, I didn't have enough information to really share and get the complete story, but Eric Sanchez, thank you so much for reaching out, homie. He's a listener. He heard what I said last week and he wanted to make sure that those blanks were filled in, and uh, he's on Instagram. It's L E L Rocho R O A C H O nineteen seventy nine. Now again, he listened to the last episode and he heard me mention about the fallen brother in Art of Noise. Now, the information that I have is it was Pete Marone. Now I know that um, Matt Thompson on Instagram, Billet Fan. He had put together some stickers in honor of Pete, and he's selling those to, to raise some some awareness and some money. So there's that option out there. From what Eric told me, that uh, Pete was a pillar in the truck community out there in Arizona, and he was a really, really respected guy. If you want to see or learn a little bit more about Pete, he was on Instagram. It's Pete underscore Monroe. Uh, Marone, M-O-R-R-O-N-E. You'll see some insights about him, including, uh, it looks like I didn't even realize this, that he was uh, a Lincoln guy, like I am. So I saw some photos that he had shared and, uh, you know, it brought a tear to my eye thinking about, you know, you're not given, you know, there's there, there's no... You know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. So, you know, uh, shout out to all of the Ardenoise family. There's a lot of OGs out there, a lot of good people that have been doing this a damn long time, and I know Pete was one of them. Now, I briefly exchanged some texts with uh, Steve at Hydroholics. Uh, Eric had mentioned he would be a good person to speak with, and with so much going on and some things they had going on out there, wasn't able to really jump on the podcast this week, but. I would offer this up to Eric or anyone else if you want to email us our lifestyle podcast at gmail.com or Eric you know how to get a hold of me uh, if you want to come on and provide some insight when the time is right feel free let us know we want to make sure we honor our fallen brother in the scene and I think that's important to do whether it's uh, you know someone that was just a a casual enthusiast or someone that was hardcore you know riding for their squad all the years like Pete did it's, uh, it's a sad story um, in terms of losing someone. And uh, rest in peace, Pete. And to all of our West Coast peeps, including Art and Noise, rest in peace to the homie. The Airhead Nation updates were brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. Visit H-A-M-M-E-R-D, com. Order some merch. Got a new drop coming soon. Don't forget, at the beginning of every year, you can get in on the T-shirt subscription that would ensure that you don't miss any of the shirts that they launch all throughout the year. H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com, or they're on the U.S. World Tour right now. I say U.S. World Tour. You know what I mean. The U.S. Tour. So from shows East to West, look up Ron. I know Hank has been uh, really focused on the new designs, and he's been supposedly drawing them. I'm like, ah, that's Eric. That you know, That's all the guys over at Disorder, but you know, Hank's trying, he's trying to kind of earn his keep. But you can help out by visiting H A M M E R D weekendwear.com, order some merch, let the homie know OLP sent you. All right, two more quick segments. First up, you got the throwback term of the week, and this one is one that I recently came across and it sparked in my head the Lexian rear window. Now, I was looking at show coverage from Endless Summer 98, thanks to Steve Nielsen. I recently converted that VHS tape that I received back in the late 90s into digital, and then I was able to rip it, and I'll be sharing more of it. I was thinking about how the Lexan rear windows was really just such an awesome thing in that era. Now, Steve Nielsen, uh, Sean Dell, and those guys, they were really rocking it, and I think... Uh, Ryan also from West Coast Custom. I think uh, West Coast Customs. I think he also had it on the Mazda. A lot of guys did. I know Rob Scepter here in Florida, rest in peace. He also had it as well, and it really sparked, uh, you know, a lot of guys to run that. And I remember talking to Steve a little bit about it. I remember I think talking to Sean Dell when he had him on, and it was pretty cool. You know, I don't remember the first guy if it was Steve or it was Sean. But what I thought about is why did people do that? Well, if you look at all the trucks like ahead of you, you basically realize it was out of practicality because the shaved ass ends of those trucks, well, they didn't want to, you know, mess up that flow of the paint and the you know the Cali combo as many of us know it with the tailgate shaved and all of that. So it was like naturally, well, where are we gonna put it? And instead of just sticking it up in the back window, they were like, hey, let's you know make a rear window and we'll stick it in there. And I don't know the legalities. I mean, I know in Florida you were supposed to have your tag at like the furthest point back on the vehicle. So I'm not going to get into that aspect of really was it legal or was it illegal. But to me, it, it was more of a finished look than just taking your license plate and stabbing it in the back glass. Now, here's something that's pretty cool that you may not know. Although I did not run a Lexian rear window in Bada Bing, I did use the AVS hidden tag uh, module mechanism. And when Jimmy and Shane were building the truck, they mounted it so cleanly behind the driver's seat. And of course it's on powered switch, can raise up, can raise down. That was my way to kind of go, you know what? I don't want to put the tag on the back end of the truck, I'll put it inside and You know, the Lexian windows, I don't know that you can really easily get one of those. But this way, it had a clean look. I can hide the tag. I can put it up. Got the billet tag on it, of course. But that was my way, a little bit of a nod to the West Coast, some of the OGs that were doing that damn thing back in the 90s. So pretty cool. Unfortunately, AVS no longer sells that hidden license plate deal. Uh, But uh, I think it's pretty cool. It's always worked flawless with me or flawless on my truck. And when I was at Sparks in the Park last weekend, I was talking to the homie Tony, uh, a.k.a. Tony the Butcher. He came down from Georgia, and we had some cool talks. We were reminiscing with Tim Davis, such a good guy. I didn't mention that earlier, but, man, we had some just awesome conversations about the truck days. And um, I just wanted to say the Lexian rear window that's definitely etched in my mind (laughs) And it's pretty cool to see it on the you know in the old show coverage with the you know some of the OGs back in the old days rocking it. All right, the throwback term of the week is brought to you by our family at Colorado Custom Wheels. If you're in the market for custom wheels, one-offs, maybe some retro series, billet rear view mirror, or a billet steering wheel, pretty much anything you can think of billet-wise, you can hit up Michael and Teen at Colorado Custom. Let them know ODB from OLP sent you in. They will take care of you, hands down. I put money on it. The best in the business when it comes to customer service and quality products, coloradocustom.com. All right, lastly, what's trending in social media? So, number one, you got MLB is back. So if you're a baseball fan, you are stoked MLB is back It reminded me earlier today that uh, a few years back I uh, had an opportunity to go to the Pittsburgh Pirate Stadium for a summer game, and man, it was fun. I posted a throwback on my Instagram, and uh, dude, good time. So if you're an MLB fan, rock on. Okay, lastly, you guys know I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. I'm a fiend, okay? But I got to tell you this. I recently found on YouTube a Knight Rider historian official channel, okay? Now, I like everything 80s, everything 90s. I grew up watching Knight Rider, like many of you, I'm sure, okay? You have fond memories of watching that show, whether you were homesick or you just watched it when it aired. But holy fizzuck, okay? These guys are fiends, dude. You have to check it out. And it's called Knight Rider Historian's Official. Four words. The amount of video breakdown that they do in the history of, okay, how many cars, you know, were used in the show. You know, this is, you know, on video, this is this one, this is this. Uh, you know, these were the tour cars that 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 you know helped um you know on the PR campaign that they had. I mean, dude, it's like I'm overloaded. I can't stop watching them because it's like there's so much good content. They have parts from cars. They have the the voice box deal. They have dashes. I mean, they literally have. It's just it's mind blowing. Now you hear all that and you're like, okay, man, maybe I'm kind of sold. Listen. I don't know what it is. You just got to check it out. Now, here's the crazy thing. They recently found and they own the GMC General, the Flag Semi, from the damn TV show. They went on this like four to five year journey to find the rig. And, you know, you'd say, man, four to five years, like how does that happen? Well, listen, I don't want to give it away. It's about a 13-minute video that's got almost 725,000 views And I was like, at every second, I'm like, dude, these guys need their own freaking TV show. These guys are true fiends. And I I tell you all the time, I mean that in a positive way. Because if you're that passionate about something, like Mike Finnegan said when we had him on, man, if you could tell a story, people will want to listen and follow and, and do the damn thing. Well, these guys, whether you're a Knight Rider fan or not, the amount of intelligence, right, the intel that they have about the show and the side projects and, you know, the side cars that were made and, you know, the, the one that was at the um, at one of the theme parks and and the video that they have and just the, the amount of research they do is literally mind-boggling. So look up Night Rider Historian's channel. Uh, The one video is titled, Night Rider Semi Found Abandoned for 15 Years. Can We Rescue It? Screen Used GMC General for Kit. So if you love the 80s as much as I do, I mean, hell, many of you probably came here to listen to Kurt's audio. Thanks again for him coming on. But this channel right here is freaking awesome. It'll bring back the nostalgia for sure. What's Trending in Social Media is brought to you by All Time Low Magazine. I said it earlier, atlmagazine.com. Order a subscription, look them up at a show, go buy, slap hands, pick up an issue, pick up a copy. Just know they reinvest uh, back into the magazine. They recently expanded the content and they're doing some awesome stuff. So, so excited to see the new issue. Big ups to our family at All Time Low Magazine. That's it. I hope that you enjoyed it, right? I think between my solo audio and uh, Kurt's audio, I think we had a good show. So uh, thanks to everyone that continues to rock with us. Leave a rating. We'll hit you guys next week. And I want to let you know the guest for next week, I said his name earlier, Tim Davis, one of the best guys you'll ever meet. Dude is truly passionate. I cannot wait for you to hear the audio. Uh, Tim Davis is a hardcore truck guy, relaxed atmosphere member, and really about the scene. So uh, to my brother Tim, thanks for all the support. Cannot wait to air that one next week. Stay on the rise, y'all. It's ODB. You can see Mickety Mike the mayor. Let him know to stop gallivating. We got you. Up,
1: up, up. Oh my God, my God. Get busy cruising down the bullet in our summer ride when we pass by. Girls, just say hi. Oh hi. Dating fit out the box, all fresh and new. And guess what, on boy? The fifth wool is new. put it to the floor, headed straight as a beach. Went to the pier and caught a couple of freaks. Two babes in the back, and they're looking real fly. Girls on the job wanna, wanna get knocked. Samurai, summarize, summarize. summarize.